everyone. Welcome back to the If It Fits podcast. I am one of your hosts, Michelle Jane. And I'm your other host, Jessica Payne. Hi, Michelle. Hi, How are you? I'm good, thanks. Considering I um Considering why? Considering I what? Like What's that? Considering, considering what? <laughs> I trained earlier and I do my training. They haven't got a CrossFit box. So I bought my own CrossFit box, but I didn't want to buy a wooden one because they're flat packed. And I thought I can't trust myself to put together a flat pack CrossFit box to jump on. And I don't trust any of the guys in the gym. So I bought, you know, the soft ones material. I say soft. Yeah, I know. You black, I bought one of them black material. But this one's quite light. It's a light one. I thought if I'm going to be carrying up and down the stairs, I don't want a heavy one. So I bought a light one. Well, I was doing step overs earlier and I stepped obviously too close to the edge it flipped up and I went straight into the wall because it wasn't far from the wall oh no I come running over and I was like I'm fine I'm fine <laughs> and I just carried on so embarrassing but yeah I hurt my knee because so I was too close to the wall but I'm fine well I'm at least right. you learned now <laughs> Learned your lesson. They've got cameras down there, thank God. Because that, that was simply gym. What they used to do if I used to fall over is like um, video it and then like send around. To send everyone. it to you. <laughs> <laughs> when you worked yeah, there, that was. I feel a, a little bit embarrassed, but no, I'm good. Do you? Oh, nothing like a bit of embarrassment to help you grow as a person. <laughs> yeah, I'm good, thanks. All good in the hood. I am. Um, just preparing for my session I haven't trained yet I've done all my steps and cardio I just need to do my upper body workout so I'm currently drinking a monster at 20 past 6 p.m living on the edge (laughs) but my pre-workout has got an extra 200 milligrams of caffeine in it and I thought well I want a little bit but I don't want to go mental and not be able to sleep all night so Yeah. yeah but I'm all good training's been going so good I went back to the gym last week um obviously post covid um so had major doms for most of the week which was really pants but pushed through it and it was good and yesterday i had literally the best leg workout i've had in such a long time because i managed to finally get 60 kilogram on romanian deadlift which i've been trying to do for so long I say that I didn't get my grips out, my wrist straps. And yesterday oh. I used them. Usually, like I started to do 55K without them. And it's always obviously my wrists which give way before my legs and mm. back and all that. So, yeah, I got my wrist straps out and I could do 10 reps with 60K. So I did two sets of that, one set of eight reps. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting stronger on those. Honestly, that's been the exercise. I've never been able to progress on so I was super chuffed yesterday with that and then I just managed to lift like really heavy on everything so I felt really um really chuffed yesterday and came away feeling good three pounds heavier today post leg day so don't let the scale uh judge because I actually ate 100 calories less yesterday because I wasn't so hungry and time flew by but I gained three pounds on the scale so that's just a reminder that you know after a after a hard gym session, you are quite likely to see that scale go up. You've got a date now, haven't you, for your shoot? Um, I haven't physically booked it, but I've got the date that I want to do. So I just yeah. need to contact nice. some photographers. Yes, I'm looking at the 6th of May. 
So yeah, we've booked a holiday. Well, I've booked a holiday for us <laughs> because right. I refuse to not have anything to look forward to. And I just I was really struggling to focus. Um and I kept saying, you know, it's gonna be in April or May, blah, blah, blah. But I couldn't get into it. You know, I was getting into it, but I was still like picking a little bit and not being a hundred percent. And I just thought I need something specific to focus on now. So unless I set a date and book it, it's just gonna roll around and it's just not going to happen so I need to make it happen so I spoke to my coaches last week and I said this is what I'm thinking do you think 16 weeks is long enough and they said absolutely so it's all go so yeah I'm looking at around about the 6th of May it'll be sometime around then and then I'll be going on holiday a week later so yeah I'm looking forward to that I feel like I've got a good focus and I'm one week into my into my preps so I'll be checking in tomorrow I'm sure tomorrow there will be some changes I imagine cardio will be going up or calories will be going down or both knowing my luck <laughs> but yeah so far they haven't changed for they've been exactly the same my cardio and my calories since the beginning of December since I started my diet break oh, okay so um yeah haven't changed them yet which has been really nice actually so um if they do drop or if cardio goes up, I'm ready for it. I'm here for it. I'm focused <laughs> and determined. Nice. 16 weeks. Yes. So 16 weeks to try and get in the best shape possible. It's going to be tough because I do still have a fair bit of body fat. I did say to my coach, um, I was like, you know, I'm not expecting to obviously be super lean or shredded. And she was like, why not? Yeah. She was like, you absolutely can do that. She was like, it just depends on, she said, you know, if you want to take it slow and just be a little bit in a be- in a slightly better body composition than you are now, that's fine. But she was like, oh, you can just push it and say, I'm going to do it and go for it. Go and for I was it. like, well, yeah, I want to do that one, please. <laughs> but I said, <laughs> I just, I didn't know if it was like realistic or not. And she was like, yeah. Oh, a- 16 weeks, yeah, it's a good amount of time. <laughs> yeah, it is. I just, you know, when I... As much as I did 18 weeks when I prepped. Well, yeah, it's just I doubt myself so much. But then I compare myself like when I when I tried that sort of bodybuilding prep briefly years ago, the change that I made in 12 weeks was insane. So I thought, well, if I can do that in 12 weeks, then yeah, got an additional four on that. But obviously, you know, I'm not going to my goal isn't comp lean anyway. I just want to be, you know, lean, not comp lean. So yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be a tough 16 weeks, but I'm ready for it and going to try and, you know, share my progress and stuff along the way. Amazing. Anything new with you and your um, goals and working on your handstands and all of that? Yeah, so the the one I've done now, so I've got basically right against the wall for the handstand walk. That was the one I set last year. It's not one of my like goals this year. I just yeah. wanted to get a bit closer to the wall. So I've done that, take that off. I'm really close to the wall now on the handstand walk. But the handstand push-up, I haven't really done that since. Um, but I'm working on like um my shoulder strength and stuff before I actually go and yeah. do that again. Um Sorry, my dog's going Play a dog, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my dog's going nuts. But um, yeah, so last week I did a like a benchmark week. So we did um, like a lot of strength. So my three rep max. And we did a lot of, um, um, 
sorry, I don't know why he's going crazy. I'll ask about going to have a look in a minute. So he's basically, so and I did a lot of, um, uh, lost my thought now. Um, uh, benchmark for fitness. You know, I say I wanted to get fitter. I set a, like a fitness goal, but yeah, not specific because I don't want to run a marathon or anything. So basically, we did the um, the what bike for 10 minutes. So I had to just record my average um, RPM and then the calories. So I got that as a marker to obviously get oh, cool. Yeah. To obviously do it again and like burn more calories. And I also do a, did a two um, meter row um, for time. So obviously when I do that again, the goal is to beat my time. So two meters do a lot of, like, fitness or 200. Uh, what's that? Two meters or 200? What did I do? You said two meters. Two thousand. Two thousand. Oh, you might have said that. Maybe I'm just going a bit. No, mad. I didn't. I said. I think I said two meters. I think I thought you said two. Row. Yeah, <laughs> two thousand meter. Okay. Two thousand meter row. So um, yeah, I did a lot of like fitness testing stuff last week. A lot of benchmarks. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, heavy. I can do like um three rep max on a squat and then a deadlift and stuff. So I've got like markers now. So yeah, all good. Oh, and what, how long are you going to give it before you check them again? Well, I got my coach. She's, um, I'm not really sure. I think she just said the next time we do it. Ah, um, right, okay. Might be like a month or so. So I'm not, yeah. really, not really sure how often we're going to do that. But um, yeah, not too often. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds disgusting. 10 minutes on the walk bike. And even rowing. I mean, rowing's just so hard, isn't it? Oh, it took me just over 10 minutes and I googled it and like you said oh if you're fit you should do sub seven minutes my coach was like yeah I can't even do sub seven minutes um <laughs> so I said oh that's a goal then to do sub seven minutes she was like mm. <laughs> but um yeah it's because I had in my head I googled it like what do people usually do it in he said well if you're fit you should do sub seven minutes and I was like going for 10 minutes and I was like Jesus Christ there's no way I could do sub seven minutes <laughs> Oh, well, there you go. You've got your baseline and I'm sure you're going to smash it now whenever you do it next. At least it's good to do that, though, because otherwise I want to get fitter is just doesn't meet the smart criteria, does it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> I, I know I, did, I didn't really set a smart goal, but I did speak to my coach. I was like, look, I want to feel fitter in terms of I want to be able to do like the wads in a decent amount of time. And I don't yeah. want to feel like I'm dying. They do take me too long sometimes because I'm not that fit. So I want to be able to do them in a decent time. So um, yeah, that's why she set those benchmarks to at least then um, we got something to gauge. Yeah, definitely. Oh, how exciting. Did you want to go and check your dog before we started? He's quiet now. Yeah, he has gone quiet. <laughs> what do you reckon that means? <laughs> he's eating something. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Eating his bed or he's found something on the countertop. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why he would be barking at. I don't know, just testing me. The door's open and everything, so we can go to the toilet. Oh, okay, cool. So, yeah, fab. So, this week we just wanted to talk about the different approaches to dieting, being in a calorie deficit. Um, And there's one thing I wanted to bring up and talk about was flexible dieting and what really is flexible dieting. Now, the reason I wanted to bring this topic up, because I had... and then. a new client now I'm not doing this to embarrass her or anything because if this client thinks this then I bet there's a lot of people think it and I actually thought it myself when I was on this kind of plan with a coach so I took on a new client and we had a little chat before she um, signed up 
um, we were on about dieting, flexible dieting, and what she's done in the past. And she said that flexible dieting didn't work for her, and they come to a point where she just couldn't stick to it. So after a little chat, I found out that she wasn't actually flexible dieting. She was doing what I would call a multi-choice diet plan. So she basically had a diet plan of her um, coach and there was um, some swaps. So basically the diet plan had a, a level of flexibility to it, but it was not flexible dieting. So basically she could swap like a turkey for chicken or white fish um you know she could swap her rice for potatoes or pasta uh that kind of thing so basically it was still a um structured diet plan you just make a couple of swaps so that's not actually flexible dieting so basically if you're on that kind of plan so i know a lot of coaches say that they do um flexi plans now a lot of uh, potential clients will get confused and think that's flexible dieting it's not it's just basically you can maybe swap your spaghetti bolognese for a curry one night it doesn't mean that you can have complete flexibility so I just wanted to clear that up I know a lot of people would be confused now when I was with a coach and, and she did it was worded flexi plans and because I could swap my chicken for turkey and steak and whatever, I thought that was flexible dieting, but I still couldn't eat out on a Wednesday. So if Jessica's birthday was on a Wednesday, invited me out, I couldn't go because it wasn't part of my plan because I wasn't flexible dieting. I was still on a diet plan. So I just wanted to clear that up. If my client thought that, and I thought that at the beginning, then a lot of clients or people out there would also think that. So just maybe have a chat to your coach or potential coach. If they say flexi plan and you want to do flexible dieting, maybe see if they do flexible dieting options, or if it is just a diet plan that you've got options within that diet plan so just do your research on a coach and just find out what they actually do before you sign up with them yeah I think that's something that's so important because there's so many methods out there and you know a lot of the language is very similar isn't it flexi plan flexible dieting so you can see why people would get a little bit confused but just to make it clear flexible dieting is basically where you are given a calorie target and either and a macronutrient targets as well. So protein, carbs, and fats, or you might just be given a calorie target or calorie and protein targets. And within those targets, you can be completely flexible with the foods that you eat then. So this is where we will ask our clients, because obviously both Michelle and I do flexible dieting with our, with our clients um, and with ourselves mostly as well, apart from Sometimes I'm following a strict plan when maybe when I get a bit closer on this photo shoot, <laughs> but for now it's flexible. Um, it's basically you're given your targets, you use an app such as my fitness pal, you know, it's a food database and you use that to track everything that you consume, both food and drink throughout every single day then. And you can make sure that you're hitting your targets. Uh, but the beauty of flexible dieting is it's not just flexible in the types of foods that you can eat but it's flexible in how you um how you intake your calories throughout the course of the week as well so we will often give our clients well we give our clients a weekly calorie target we suggest you know what the daily breakdown will be and you know especially if you're a beginner sometimes it is easier to say hit 1500 calories seven days a week rather than looking at that weekly target but as you get more and more used to it you know once you've got that weekly target in place you might eat 
1700 calories on one day because you're a little bit hungrier or you've got an event the next day you might eat 1300 calories you know and it'll go up and down throughout the week like that so you have that flexibility too so it really is completely flexible it's it's about removing any restrictions on certain food groups you know we're not cutting out carbs we're not cutting out fats we're just monitoring what we're eating and whether or not you're given a macronutrient target or macronutrient targets for carbs fats and um protein i forgot that one then <laughs> i was like what am i talking about um if you're given those you know that's going to depend on your goals so if your goal is purely fat loss, we'll probably just give you calorie and protein targets. If your goal is muscle building, then we're going to look a little bit more at um, things a little bit more specifically. You know, we might look at your carbs and your nutrient timing and where you're getting your protein in and stuff. Then it becomes a bit more specific. But in terms of pure fat loss, we'll probably just ask you to track your calories and your protein. And you can be you have all of the flexibility in the world to make your own choices um, you can still eat with your family. You can eat out on a Wednesday if you want to. You can eat cake on a Wednesday. You can have an ice cream. You can go to the cinema and have a pick and mix. But having said that, of course, you know, it is still about having that balance. And we do always talk about making sure your diet is full of, you know, a good variety of nutritious foods, foods that are high in fiber. We want lots of fruit and veg, lots of color. We want you know, good quality food. So it is important what your diet is made up of as well. But equally, you know, we're not saying you can never have a bar of chocolate. If you if you can fit one in your calories and you've met all of your, you know, protein, you've got nice high fiber for the day, you've got some calories left, have a bar of chocolate if that's what you're fancying. You know, we, we like to work on sort of that 80-20 rule, don't we, Michelle, where, you know, 80% yeah. is made up of good healthy nutritious foods high high in macronutrients micronutrients and then 20 percent can be saved for for treats and for foods that are going to help you feel you know mentally good as well because food is there to be enjoyed as well and it's not just about yes it is about fueling your body but also for our mental well-being we want to enjoy these social occasions which Michelle used to miss out on and so did I in the past to be honest you know I used to take Tupperware everywhere with me and say no I can't do that because I'm on my diet this week <clears throat> but I mean on on the weekend I just went for um a spa day on Saturday with a couple nice. of my friends and I didn't know the exact calories we had a little afternoon tea as part of the package um I had a couple of the little things a couple of the sandwiches so I estimated those and you know, it probably wasn't bang on, but I thought, oh, that's roughly that many calories. I've done it for long enough now. I can judge that. So I'll just eat X, Y, Z around that. And and I was able to do that, enjoy the day with my friends and then come back. Obviously, Saturday's um, meals were made up of a little bit more sugar because I had a couple of the little desserts to try. They were only tiny. But the next day, I just went back to normal and back to my healthy you know, full of veg and fiber and all. So it's about having that balance, basically. Yeah, fab. So yeah, I just wanted to clear that up, the difference between actual flexible dieting and then a plan. So if basically you've got foods and lists written down, like that's not flexible dieting, because obviously you've still got to stay within those parameters that's on that written on that piece of paper. So um, 
yeah so just do your research you know have a little look around for different coaches and you know it might be that having that structure and that diet plan and me and Jess don't really agree with it but you know some coaches do it and if if that's what you want you know, do your research and um find out what the coach does and if it suits suits you so yeah I just wanted to cover that because I had a client who thought she was flexible dieting and she wasn't so there are other tracking methods, um, other ways of being in the calorie deficit and other ways that you can, um, you know, track your food and stuff like that. So basically the other, other tracking methods are Weight Watchers. I did Weight Watchers. That was the first diet I ever did. And I was just obsessed with the Weight Watchers points. It's a bit different when I did it everything was points even your your fruit had points in it and my diet when I was on Weight Watchers looking back now was horrendous because I would just eat I would eat like the Weight Watcher I wouldn't have breakfast I would have Weight Watcher microwave meal on a pack of crisps for lunch in work then I would have some sort of like bacon and pasta I always used to make I used to live on that and then like a Weight Watchers dessert and then like Weight Watchers chocolate because I was only on 16 points that was the least amount of points they would give anyone and that was all the food I can fit into those 16 points sometimes I would add like a Kit Kat two and a half points um Quavers three and a half points <laughs> I used another points for everything so basically Weight Watchers is a form of tracking um it's a little bit different now I know they got like free foods and stuff like that but I lost a lot of weight on Weight Watchers because my um I was in a massive calorie deficit didn't know that at the time obviously I know that now and my food choices were just absolutely horrendous I know fruit and veg because I didn't want to waste my calories or the points <laughs> on fruit and veg um yeah I was just living off basically crisps and microwave meals I did Weight Watchers as well years ago when I was in uni and school. I can't remember it to that great deal. I don't think I did it for too long. So I can't remember what the points were for everything. But my diet was definitely made up of a lot of those ready meals that you get from the freezer section, the Weight Watchers ones. I used to live off them. The Weight Watchers desserts, I used to just buy anyway. They were actually quite nice. Those little chocolate pots. In the That's what I used to buy. So yeah, they were quite nice. Pots. Yeah, <laughs> like a little mousse thing on top, and yeah. I used to be there with my tiny spoon eating that, like so it lasts as long as possible. Uh, but yeah, I did Weight Watchers for a good while as well. Well, not a good while, but for a little bit. But I find it a little bit, a little bit boring. But yeah, it's a form of tracking, basically. Yeah. So obviously, the one we all we all know is um, macro tracking, um, and. I-I-F-Y-M is if it fits your macros. Now, this got went quite big when I first started um, with a bodybuilding coach. Instagram was full of it. Because if it fit your macros, it was full of, like, fit pros eating. Do you remember, like, donuts? Uh, yeah. Pizza? Yeah. Um, <laughs> basically, eating, eating shit food. Um, yeah, it took off quite a few years ago. And it was basically really fit people saying they do anything fitting macros and just eating a load of shit that obviously they looked amazing so they weren't just eating a load of shit all the time but then you have people who weren't educated thinking they can just eat donuts and oh what was that thing they, they went crazy for the one pop tarts you remember pop tarts oh, pop tarts yeah everybody was obsessed with those weren't they <laughs> so basically pizza donuts and pop tarts so obviously if you're looking at these fit pros and they you see they're doing if it fits your macros and that's all you see them eating and then you're going to think then oh, i can lose weight just eating pizza donuts and pop tarts 
well, yeah, if you're in a calorie deficit, you're going to lose weight, but you're not going to be a picture of health. Like, you know that crap yeah so, exactly um, which is what we care about as well <laughs> yeah exactly so if it fit your macros for some like bodybuilders and stuff got like a bad rep because people just think if it fits your macros if, what, what they used to say if it fits your macros if it fits your mouth <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think it's I think for some people it has still got a bad rep so I think often you'll see you know people have still got that misconception about what flexible dieting is and if it fits your macros and they're like no you can't can't get fit like that you can't possibly have a little bit of chocolate or a little bit of ice cream but that's it it's about having a little bit and like we said making up the most of your diet with those healthy nutritious foods lots of fiber lots of color lots of variety and the odd treat like that's what it's about and that's that's a healthy approach which like we said is what we care about with our clients and for ourselves as well yeah you can definitely if you're if you eat 1300 calories of donuts every day and 1300 calories push you in a deficit then of course you'll you'll lose fat but inside you're not going to look very healthy and you know you're not going to be you'll have no energy you won't be functioning properly you'll have some heart issues your teeth will be rotting away (laughs) you know it's it's not what you want basically (laughs) so you definitely want that health but that's why some people have still got a little bit of a misconception and and you can see in the bodybuilding industry like sometimes a set diet plan does just help because it's just easier when you've got all of that other stuff to to think about and you know your days are so strict but that's the only really scenario where you should be following a strict diet plan um if you've got like a specific goal to get you ready for you know a specific date and it's quite extreme but otherwise, you know, we want people to learn. You the, you can't just do a strict diet plan, lose weight, and then not have learned anything because you'll just end up going back to square one. So yeah. it's all about empowering yourself and, you know, us empowering you with that knowledge and the tools to do it so that you can continue that going forward. So you start to think, oh, God, I didn't realize, you know, butter had that many calories and there's protein in this and this is carbohydrates and you'll start to learn all of that for yourself and just have much more of a rounded knowledge of nutrition going forwards which is so important it should be taught in schools really all of this stuff shouldn't it so that's why we are so um you know so into giving people flexible dieting and if somebody contacts me and just asks me do you do diet plans I say no because I want to as a coach, you know, the goal is to help you and empower you, educate you and give you the tools to, to go forwards and move on your own in the future. Yeah, exactly. So another way of tracking is just like tracking your protein. So there's loads of different ways that you can track. So Jessica and I, uh, I know Jessica does similar to me. So um, for brand new trackers, give them a calorie target, protein target, um, and like a fruit and veg target, you know, the, the minimum five portions of fruit and veg. Um, and then I do give them later on, like a once they've checked in and they're all right with it, like the protein and calories, a fat target, because the fat's super important to for females. Um, you know, we've already gone in this before. So that's what I do with my clients. And then I have got a client who wants to look like a bikini athlete and she's really good at tracking. She got like this spreadsheet. She uses my fitness pal, but she's got a spreadsheet and she's, it's her job is like spreadsheets and stuff and she's oh, got all cool. the <laughs> things in it and then she put like a protein in and it comes off her target and all these buddy uh, what do you call it um 
formulas formulas in it yeah so she shows me the spreadsheet now and then um, I'm quite impressed actually so she does macro tracking so like on point with her like protein and yeah. fats and stuff so she's quite advanced but I haven't got many clients who that are that advanced so for mine they got minimums minimum like fat target protein target and the calories and that's all you really need for fat loss really yeah especially when you're starting out definitely when you're just starting out you're not experienced that is 100% all you need <clears throat> I've got a couple of of advanced clients as well and like I said those who want to build muscle too so you have to be a little bit more specific with timings and carbs and protein and all of that but yeah otherwise it's just minimums and that is really all you need you don't need to make it so restrictive because that in itself can become a little bit um overwhelming and complicated if you're brand new to it you know sometimes it's hard even for me I've been tracking for years and years and then I'm trying to plan my calories and I'm like god damn it I can't fit that in (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) trying to figure out like how can I move this so yeah there is definitely an art to it but there's also then methods of non-tracking so Michelle has just covered some methods of tracking in order to lose fat and then some other non-tracking methods of dieting include things like intermittent fasting so that's where you have um windowed eating protocols so you know there's quite a few of those we've we've covered some of those briefly recently as well but some people do like alternate day fasting where they'll eat on one day and not eat the next day um or they'll have like a minimum intake of 500 calories on that one day so obviously you know in doing that they're they're creating a calorie deficit because they've massively restricted their window of eating but they're not physically then counting the calories. Other people do other forms of it. You know, they might eat for a window of six or eight hours for the day and fast for the rest of the day. Some people do five days of eating, two days fasted, all sorts of things. But ultimately, as with everything, they all come down to just reducing that window of eating. So you naturally, well, should reduce your calorie intake, I guess. Some people will probably go a little bit overboard and you could still actually be in a surplus for the week, depending on what you're eating. But yeah, the idea is that you're in a calorie deficit. And then other people will do just simple things like portion control. So, you know, when you have, um, you know, you think of the plate and you think of your fist and, you know, if you put a fist of carbohydrates, a fist of, or I can't remember what they are now, two fists um, of carbs. A palm of protein, a thumb of fats. Yeah. Um, again, that that is pretty easy to do. And, you know, it's something simple that you can start out with. Um, portion control and just looking at, at things like that and looking at your plate, thinking, right, I'm going to have this section for vegetables, this section for fats, this section for protein. And then another way of non-tracking is just clean eating. So, you know, I'm saying clean here in inverted commas. Some people have that, um, you know, they'll just tidy up their diet a little bit and stop eating maybe junk food and processed foods. And they'll start eating just whole natural foods, fruits, vegetables, uh, lean protein sources. And, you know, they'll naturally then just cut out the junk. People in my office used to cut out bread and things before they went on holiday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there's pros and cons to to all of these methods, but. I guess in terms of clean eating, that one specifically can can really bring around, I think, 
Disordered eating. Disordered eating, yeah, because then when people eat clean, that's when you'll find they often start referring to cheat meals or cheat days. And, you know, that cheat meal can turn into a weekend and they'll crave these things all week. And then they'll go and have that, you know, all of it in one go on that Saturday because that's their chosen cheat day. And they'll just go crazy and have a pizza and then they'll have a McDonald's for breakfast and they'll have like three desserts and chocolate bars all day. And I think that's just not really um an approach and I mean obviously not everybody gets like that but that's what you you do hear about sometimes isn't yeah. it and people get a bit stuck on that clean eating clean and then having the cheat day I used to do that as well to be fair I always used to talk about my cheat meals if I scroll oh, back I, did on, as well. I mean yeah when you followed the bodybuilding plan years ago that's yeah exactly when I scroll back on my Instagram to like the first things I always posted like cheat meal here's my cheat meal Burger King this week um but yeah obviously we learn we grow and these are our thoughts now but I mean with clean eating again obviously naturally when you just cut out a lot of that processed food a lot of that is like high high in calories it's highly calorific so if you cut that out and start eating clean that is definitely just a simple way of dropping your calories without without having to count them so you know there's pros to that as well but pros and cons to all of it really yeah, I was just going to say there's pros and cons for both of them. So we can yeah. touch on them. So basically pros of tracking, obviously accountability, you can be flexible, maintains consistency. Um, it can be, be motivating for people to, to see the results. Um, you know, there, there's loads of different um, pros. And if you want to add to that. There's a list. Um, yeah, I mean, it's easier to manipulate, isn't it? If you're tracking so you can figure things out especially if you've got that weekly goal or the daily goal you can you can manipulate things a little bit easier um and because it is more specific you can get people to their goal a little bit better you know if somebody was working with us and I've had a couple of clients non-tracking before and they get to a certain point and then without seeing physically what they're eating all day every day is it's very difficult to to get past that so I think it works for a while and then it can become a little bit more difficult, but um, also it's likely to reduce non-adherence. So sometimes, you know, when you you forget to tell yourself or you forget to record something, if you're recording everything you're eating, then it's there written down. As long as you yeah. you know actually record it, <laughs> then you're you're going to adhere to the diet a lot better because you're physically like recording it you're writing it down oh yeah I had that yeah I had that so you're accounting for everything basically yeah another one is education so people are surprised especially things like pasta so education on calories and the amount so portion sizes so I think tracking is good for that it really opens your eyes uh, how many calories you're having especially things like pasta I was in shock the first time I think I ever measured my pasta <laughs> I didn't need that um, it, it, it's objective um, so basically you kind of as a coach it's good for a coach because then they know when to make changes because they really know how much you're, you're eating obviously if you track correctly and you're honest but um, yeah and then on the flip side of that so you've got cons of tracking basically it can be time consuming um, when I first started to fill in my fitness park especially for um, meals um, recipes you know if you're making like a spag ball and you've got hundreds of different ingredients in it it's absolute bollock so it can be time consuming it can 
bring obsessive behavior um like i've got obsessive behaviors um and i've got one or two clients i've had to take off tracking because they were just obsessed with like um calories and stuff and everything so um it can bring obsessive behavior um it does require some soft skills um you know not everyone finds tracking easy it can be inconvenient um and um i think that's it for me i know there's a few more can't think of it's on my head yeah i think you pretty much covered them there like with the inconvenience obviously that i think when people first start and they they eat out for the first few times or they eat at yeah. a friend's house that can make it a little bit difficult and one of my clients today checked in actually and she she'd got a little bit stressed over the weekend because she's fairly new to tracking and um she'd had homemade Indian but then she'd gone to her mother's for Sunday dinner and she wasn't quite sure how to have tracked that so yeah but all that comes with time and obviously you know when people are working with us as a coach that's where we help them with those things but yeah that pretty much covers it and then for the non-tracking methods obviously pros and cons for those as well you know um in terms of non-tracking so your intuitive eating um your clean eating your intermittent fasting those sorts of things that we mentioned potentially you know for somebody brand new they they can be easier to implement like we said you know if you literally know that you eat junk food every single day just by cutting that out alone is something one small easy step that is going to get you you know results it's going to naturally put you in that calorie deficit um potentially can be more sustainable in the long term so you're not having to track you know everything forever forever yeah yeah tracking isn't forever so you know potentially move into one of those approaches or iron things up in the future you know just living by those guidelines right as long as I know I'm going to have a portion of protein with my breakfast lunch dinner and as one of my snacks so yeah you can sort of do that intuitively lifelong really and it's always possible so you know you haven't got that restriction or limitation of going out for a meal and not knowing you're sort of judging things by eye and by the choices that you're making you know picking the the salmon and potato and vegetable meal over the pizza for example (laughs) and then some of the cons for um non-tracking methods are it's not as adjustable so like we just said if if you're tracking especially for us as coaches and we're reviewing your your weekly food diary in my fitness pal if you're not it really is difficult because we don't know exactly what you're having all day every day and we can make changes in the initial phases but once you get past that point it's really a case of we kind of need to know now how many calories you're actually eating every day so that we can see where we can pinpoint and make those changes when we get to a plateau um they may it may reduce no it's more it can be more restrictive in some sense because because you're not tracking the foods that you're eating some people have this misconception about certain foods so you know Michelle you said earlier about pasta for example and you were shocked at the calories some people might think you know pasta's bad traditionally that's got quite a bit of a bad rep hasn't it pasta for some reason so people might be like oh no I'm going to avoid pasta because it's not good for you whereas if you were tracking and you're fitting that within your calorie targets you can eat it so in that sense it can be quite restrictive so you know you can look at that from from two sides of the fence really um what else it's harder to manipulate yeah well yeah exactly it can be inaccurate and and hunger hunger can be a major issue and you can 
feel like you're hungry and you know when you're eating intuitively and listening to hunger sometimes I think it's really hard to judge are you actually hungry do you really need that food or is it not quite hunger are you thirsty is it something else and I think sometimes you can misjudge that hunger as well can't you yeah I think that's it pretty much covered that and yeah. the last one really it, it can is a higher potential rate of um binge eating being on plan or off plan so obviously with tracking you can see yourself maybe in a bit lower some days you can save some calories for like the weekend or whatever if you've got an occasion whereas obviously you can't see that with non-tracking so it it is a higher risk of binge eating with non-tracking so there's just some pros and cons for both um but yeah that's it yeah that covers it really I mean we just wanted to to highlight the pros and cons of both, like Michelle said, and just make you aware of what flexible dieting actually is, because there is um, a lot of misinterpretation out there um, still. But, you know, if you do see these bad um, things where people have got a little bit of a misconception, you know, it definitely isn't about, well, we're certainly not promoting eating junk food, donuts and pizza all day. We're all about, you know, promoting a healthy, balanced diet. Um which is, is absolutely key. So, you know, we want to help people achieve their goals and get reach their fat loss and get to their targets, but in a healthy manner. And, you know, we want to teach people how to live and make this a sustainable lifestyle, which I think is is um, really possible with, with flexible dieting. And we both find it useful for our coaching. But as we said, equally, not forever. So once you've spent, you know, a long time tracking, you can go through phases of tracking, not tracking, like, I'll go through chunks of the year where I'm happy with where I am. I'll just judge food because I've done it for so long and I don't track. Then if I've got a holiday booked or something and I want to just, you know, tighten things up, be a little bit more strict, I'll, I'll track for a couple of months just to make sure I'm on point. So I go in and out of it, to be honest. Obviously, right now I'm being meticulous because I've got a photo shoot goal. Um, but for you know for the rest of the summer maybe I won't be quite so meticulous I don't know I need to plan those other goals beyond that yet but um yeah it doesn't have to be all or nothing all of the time yeah exactly and just pick what works for you so not you know tracking don't work for everyone intuitive eating don't work for everyone so just pick what works for you obviously the the best diet or best approach is one that you can adhere to. So if you find that you're constantly forgetting to put things into my fitness pal, or you, I got a client that hates my fitness pal. She hates <laughs> so I've got an intuitive eating. Uh, I did get a track in for a few months, which she swore at me every check-in. Um, but yeah, it, it's different approaches for everyone. Just find what works for you. Like for me, um, I track Monday to Friday. I don't track Saturday and Sunday. Um, I've been doing this for quite a while. So I kind of know that I'm roughly there about with my calories. I have really got a fat loss goal right now. So if I do go over, um, then it's not the end of the world for me at the minute. And my calories are quite high right now because my goal is performance-based. So that works for me. I track Monday to Friday. Phil's not here. I more or less eat the same thing. I eat the same breakfast, same lunch. My meals in the evening are different. Then when Phil's home on the weekend, we usually go out for breakfast and I just don't track my weekend. So that, that works for me at the minute. Um, it might work for you. Um, but yeah, just, just find what works for you and something that you can stick to. Yeah, definitely. Everything you just said, like you said, the best diet is the one that you can adhere to and you don't have to copy 
you know, your friend next door just because they're doing keto if you absolutely love carbs. <laughs> yeah, and just because Karen next door has gone back to Slimming World for the hundredth time doesn't mean you've got to go back. <laughs> Unless she knocks your door and asks you to go with her, tell her to go go away. <laughs> go, <back laughs> go away, Karen. <laughs> go on your own. Um, but yeah, that's it. So we just wanted to really um, talk about flexible dieting and just explain exactly what it is um but yeah if you've got any questions on flexible dieting or anything just you know slide into mine or jess's dms our uh, instagram handles will be on the um on the podcast if you've got any questions or help you know we really want to help everyone to get into flexible dieting because um yeah no one should really be on a diet plan not forever anyway so flexible dieting is the way forward so give us a shout yep Give us a shout. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Let us know if you did. And please do give us a like and rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts because that will help us get the message across further. But in the meantime, we hope you have an awesome week and we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. See you then. Bye. Bye.